Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator for the University of Illinois, and I serve Kane DuPage in Kendall Counties. And this week I wanted to talk about probably the top 10 or 12 lawn and garden pests that have really been strong this summer in northern Illinois, as well as many other parts of the state. Uh, top one out there in the lawn has no doubt been dandelions. Uh, while we may have made treatments earlier this year to control them the way the season went, uh, they've been able to uh, germinate and sprout from seeds. So even if you made a treatment this spring when the flowers were there, uh, if you walk out and look around, you're likely to see more dandelions uh, in the lawn again uh, this fall. If you made another treatment right now, by the way, you'd wipe out those as well. And then next spring, you wouldn't have to make another treatment. So that might be a consideration. Another lawn weed that, that has been very troublesome this year has been ground ivy, or we know it as creeping charlie. Um, this is a perennial weed, broadleaf weed, that kind of behaves itself underneath the trees and shrubs in the shade, but once it jumps out into the lawn, it really takes off. Uh, it's probably the harder one, harder one of our broadleaf weeds to control, so repeated applications may be, may be needed on that one. Fall's a great time for treatment there. Uh, we have also seen as an annual grassy weed this year trouble with both large and hairy crabgrass in the lawns. Uh, the good part is it's an annual, so it's going to die come fall here when we have some good, strong, cold weather. But it's going to leave more of a bare open space in the lawn, inviting more crabgrass next year. So do what you can to encourage your lawn grasses to fill in yet this year and or be prepared to apply a uh, crabgrass preventer next spring in order to keep that crabgrass from germinating and growing again so that the lawn grasses can continue to fill in. A couple of our perennial grassy weeds, um, and that's the difference between an annual grassy weed is it's there year after year, just like our desirable grasses. Uh, we've seen a strong growth of both uh, quack grass and tall fescue in our, in our lawns. Um, they don't respond to anything selective, so the way we manage that typically is uh, with a non-selective chemical to control it and some of the desirable grasses around the patch and then either reseed or resod. Um, you might be more successful digging out a clump of tall fescue and, and not very successful trying to dig out quack grass. So make your uh, management strategies accordingly. Jumping from the lawn for a moment, uh, some of the insects that have really been uh, obvious this year. Um, we have had many calls to the Extension Office, especially in the last three weeks, about bagworms. Now, we typically think of about a bagworm feeding on a juniper, but they can also feed on arborvitae. They will also feed on a variety of deciduous plants and that makes their appearance uh, quite different. Uh, we're used to seeing the bag made out of the needles of our evergreens, yet when they're feeding on a shrub, their, their bag then is constructed out of brown bits and pieces of the leaves they've been feeding on. So it looks like a bunch of crumpled up dried leaves on the shrub rather than uh, that very structured needle looking bag that they carry around with them while they're feeding. They are about if they're not already done feeding for the year, they're about to uh, permanently uh, attach themselves to the evergreens to hang there in the wintertime. The best treatment is getting out there now uh, or sometime in throughout September 
and getting them off the tree. Each of those bags, it's, if, if, it, if the eggs are viable, uh, well, there'll be several dozen, several hundred per bag. So removing them now eliminates the risk of having a much larger infestation next year. Uh, another bug that has really come on very strong again this year has been the Japanese, Japanese beetles. We're all very familiar with it and what it eats. Um, the reason they're not so bad this year is, but they've come back in their numbers since the drought of 2012. So every 13, 14, 15, and 16, their numbers increased. I would have to say they're probably at their pre-2012 levels by now. Um, and they do a lot of feeding on many, many deciduous plants. Some of their favorites are linden and rose. Uh, by now, and I'll get to jump back to the lawn in a minute, by now they're done feeding and they're in the midst of their, of their egg laying. Um, you have, uh, um, we're still seeing a little bit about emerald ash borer out there as well as many other, uh, many other of our native borers that naturally occur out there. Uh, this is a this is always uh, a difficult time for homeowners having found out that an ash tree or some other tree has been invaded by boars. Usually it's stress related. For our native boars, the emerald ash borer doesn't care. It'll feed on a stress tree or a healthy tree, but it's but it's out there yet. Uh, and as I said, jumping back to, uh, that I'd get back to the lawn for a minute. The result of all that Japanese beetle feeding, which is just about over with or should be over with by now, is the fact that they're laying eggs in moist soil, especially lawns, uh, where their food source is going to be for their for their uh, offspring. So they've been laying eggs, and now we're seeing these white grubs in the lawn. If you have over 10 or 12 per square foot, and I have seen higher numbers than over 30 per square foot to, see, to tell you how bad it could be, um, they're using the grassroots for energy to grow into their mature size grub before they head down south. So you have um, some treatments that may be warranted there um, um, on, on the white grub setting. Uh, other quickly, other diseases that we've had out in the yard, uh, we're seeing uh, verticillium wilt. Uh, there's over 300 different kinds of plants that the wilt can attack, vegetables, flowers, uh, trees, and shrubs. So that might be a concern you might have this year. We've seen a bunch of those. With the water we had this year, I have to share that we're finding a lot of root rots and crown rots out there, especially with plants that have, are sited in poor soils or soils that don't drain very well. Uh, we have had lots of leaf spot diseases and anthracnose diseases as well. And these uh, will, if you will, go away for the season as the leaves fall off the tree. But be aware of, if you've had a lot of anthracnose uh, in your yard this year, you might be interested in, in thinking about a preventative spray for those. So that's kind of the top 10 or 12 uh, insects and in, in weed kind of pests we've seen in the home landscape. Um, it's always a pleasure to share this kind of information, and um, I'll be back again next week with that show's Green Side Up.